Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Hello again and welcome to Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Westerer is Besterer. Uh, with me, Lee G, once again, uh, I'm, I'm kind of on my own again. Um, Martin's not been able to to make it this week. So if you're listening, Mark, I hope everything's okay. Um, I hope you had a, a, a nice holiday and a nice break, and we will catch up again after Boxing Day, no doubt. There's going to be a, a lot to talk about after Boxing Day. But um, So I've got a, a special guest with me um, this week, and those of you that have listened to the pod uh, a, a couple of times you'll hear me talk about the academy and I try not to talk about him but Martin just keeps dropping in there that my boy is in academy and was playing for under 18s last night so he's home from college so I thought I'd get him on the pod so uh hello Yolo hello <laughs> you look a little bit shocked there fella <laughs> yeah I realize I was uh, being name dropped all the time well it's not that it's just uh, you know a lot of people listening to this know what it's like to have um a kid playing and i try not to talk about you too much but martin does keep dropping in that that you know you're you're in academy and you're in um 18s and stuff so we'll talk about the the under 18s game from last night uh yeah. in a mo um but just generally you know how are you feeling after last night no bumps or bruises or anything no nothing too bad got a bit of a friction being on my uh on my shins but Nothing you can't expect from a 4G pitch. Yeah, and you would have thought with the weather last night that friction burns would have been the the last thing. Uh, yeah, but it's a 4G pitch. Mm. It doesn't can't really escape friction burns. So, mm. so say so we will talk about the um, the uh, uh, academy game, the um, under 18s game uh, later. But first, we're going to talk about. The game from uh, last weekend. So normally we do Scarlet's games first and then Pembrokeshire games after, but there were no Pembrokeshire games last Saturday. There was nothing to report. Um, and there is only one official league game for this weekend, which is um, the Boxing Day clash between Haverford West and Langham. Um, so, yeah, but I have seen a message today that, the WIU have, have said if you want to play rearranged fixtures over the festive period, uh, you're allowed to. You just need to contact them and uh, and so on and so forth. So, but as it stands at the minute, it's just Hanford West and Langham on Boxing Day, and I'm not making any predictions here at all because we're all big fans of Langham just for turning out a game uh, and turning up on the pitch. Um, and the Langham Haverford West game has always been a bit of a bloodbath. It's it's one of those games that people just kind of stand there and 
batter each other for 80 minutes and at some point somebody chucks a ball in the middle and and then they carry on fighting so um you know it, it is a, it's always a hotly contested game so i'm not going to make any predictions on that one just that it's going to be a good game to watch uh, and while we're, we're talking about boxing day and, and what have you if you want to post any of your um Boxing Day photos, any of your local derby fixtures um, on the, the Facebook page or on Twitter or whatever, just to let people know what's on, uh, that would be cool as well. And we'll uh, we'll retweet them and, and reshare them on our page. So, on to last weekend. Um, cheetahs. Uh, cheetahs away in, in Italy, Italy. <laughs> which which was and fair play, there were about two hundred odd Scarlet supporters there. I think. Yeah, I think there were more Scarlet supporters than Cheetah supporters. Yeah, which is you know it is a, a hefty. I think that's the problem with the Cheetahs that you know they they are they a team are they not a team they don't really play any regular rugby so difficult to build any fan base. Whereas you know for a lot of the Scarlet's boys that went, they were, you know, it was a nice little jaunt just before Christmas to yeah. uh, to get away from everything. It'd so be nice to uh, get away from the rain internationally for once. Yeah, when you saw some of the the home games, I was absolutely tonking it down over the weekend in some of the games, and then you look at the uh, the Scarlet's game played in nice sunshine and stuff. It was it was, yeah, that's the sort of game you want to be playing in. So anyway. Scarlet's Cheetahs, what what did you make of the game, Yoss? Oh, started off quite well. Obviously, Cheetahs scored first, which is uh, never a good thing. But first half was quite good. thought Sam Costello was uh, insane. Uh, second half... In a good way. In a good, in a good <laughs> way. Yeah, his, his, his kicking was on point. He was nudging it from the touchline off conversions. Always a delight to see. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, then second half, don't know what happened. Uh, pretty much just starved of possession, let Cheetahs back into the game, and managed to claw away back out in front by the end. So mm. if the if the Cheetahs starved us of possession in the first half, might have been a, a bit of a different result. So, Well, for me, I thought there were some some really good things that I saw come out of that. Um, I thought Fafita was was outstanding. Yeah, Fafita was amazing. Um, and and he was he playing at number eight or was he second row? It's he, hard to he see. He was he was second row, but I think him and Calamaphoni swapped. Yeah, like they 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 might have had like conversation before each scrum and asked who wants to go with. Who fancied it? Yeah, yeah. it did look like, and I think that's a good thing because we've now got. Calamaphone either can play second row and number back. eight. He can so probably you, play back row as well. Yeah, he could probably play blindside. You've got Blade Thompson playing blindside and number eight. Mm-hmm. You've got Fafita playing blindside, number eight, and second, second row. row. And you've got Aaron Shingler capable of playing yeah. second row, blindside, number. So you've got um, it's more of a back five. You know, Shingler plays seven uh, yeah. uh, originally. I think he's probably lost a little bit of the pace, but he's still got the ability over yeah. the ball. So, you know, that whole back five is is now really mobile as a yeah. as a back five. And I thought that was really where we took them apart because, we, 
they were just so busy dealing with us running lines, running, uh, you know, handoffs and offloads that they couldn't defend further out, you know, because mm -hmm. they were, we, we forced them to defend in tight. And I thought that that was a really good kind of um, way of playing. I know we, so um, Lousy had an interception, didn't he? Yeah. He scored yeah. a try from an interception. Yeah. Um, and and that was like forty, fifty odd meters. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not often he gets a uh, opportunity to spread his legs. So yeah. Well, if you remember in the opening game against the Ospreys, you know, for Fafita. Oh, yeah, Fafita. Yeah, he intercepted. And on he, the he looked rapid. Yeah. So when you've got two second rows or back five players that are that quick, you know, it, that's it. You kind of start. You can see how we're building the game around mm -hmm. that kind of mobility. Yeah. Um. I thought Josh McLeod was outstanding again. Yeah. There, there was one play where he made the tackle, got up, um, was over the ball, managed to release himself. So he slowed the ball up in the ruck, released himself from the ruck, was out as second defender. So he goes out the back of the ruck beyond the first defender, into the second defender, and then the ball comes into him and he makes the tackle again, go down, up, over the ball and wins a turnover, you know? And yet the work rate of the guy is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I just, yeah, our back five at the minute is really starting to click. But like we said last week on the pod, I think a lot of that comes from the front three. Mm. So Kemsley Matthias, I yeah. think, is now really starting to put his hand up and go, hello, take a look at me, yeah. you know, because some of the other players, uh, Steph Thomas and whatever, you have really put their hands up lately. But it's Kemsley's time and he's really showing what he can do. Um, so, yeah, I think our front three, and I think Wilgriff John had another good game, mm. you know, and we've been quite critical of Wilgriff John on the pod for, for quite some time because he hasn't really showed what he can do. And the last couple of weeks, maybe it's just a European rugby thing, but he's really cranked it up a notch and is starting to show up in rucks and malls and in the loose. And he's doing all the things that we were hoping he would when he joined. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what did you um, what did you make of us defensively on the weekend, John? Uh, well, didn't have to do much defending in the first half. Mm. But it looked, it was only really their first try. Those looked like a bit of miscommunication between Steph Evans and uh, Johnny McNichol. Mm. It just went right through them. So, uh, well, yeah, it looks like Johnny McNichol's got, got caught flat footed out on the wing, and the winger comes inside him, and he, he's just kind of stood here not defending everyone, and Steph Evans couldn't get to the guy from the inside. Yeah. Well, Steph Evans didn't make a tackle anyway, so don't yeah. criticize Steph, but yeah, it was Johnny Johnny McNichol did did look like he was defending two players at once. Mm. So it's quite easy to be caught flat footed on whilst doing that. Mm. You just you just looked like he took a bit too long to make a decision and uh he was through. Yeah. So I thought Again, some of our front attacking from the front five 
was you know we we were dominating tackles and really stopping them particularly in the first i've got to be honest yeah now you will know this this is just for 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 listeners um so uh my daughter is in uh uh, pantomime performances over christmas time and at half time i had to go and pick her up from pantomime and she was late back out of pantomime um so i missed the first 15 20 minutes of the second half by which time uh i i walked back in in the house and it was squeaky bum time you know it was um we'd gone from quite a commanding lead when i left i reckon it's because i wasn't watching because normally when you normally when you watch we play terribly no that's that's the lucky hat (laughs) you're thinking you're confusing me with wearing the lucky hat um, and the lucky hat wasn't in place over the weekend, and um, <clears throat> yeah. So, but it would, when I came back in, um, we actually started playing quite well again. I thought the last mm, ten minutes, yeah. we we kind of got ourselves back together. Yeah, last ten minutes, something just clicked, and they uh, started playing properly again. Because I was there. It was either the lucky hat or the lucky pants. Yeah. And the lucky hat wasn't on, so you know we may have found a new pair of lucky pants. Christmas lucky pants. That's, you know, it's all I'm saying that sometimes these things work. So don't look at me like that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, yeah, from what I saw, I, I've gone back and rewatched the the start of the game. It it was like we took the foot off the gas because the 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 tackling at the start of the second half just wasn't. You know, it wasn't there. No, it wasn't. It was, you know, in the first half, we were so dominant in tackles. You know, we were driving them back. We were we were pushing them left, right and centre. And they, they could get no um, foothold in the game, you know, and they were losing shape really, really quickly. And then we start the second half and we just go, you know, this is job done. And, you know, your foot was off the gas. Let's have a bit of a laugh for the second half, boys. And and to be fair to them, they did come back into it and they did show some really decent rugby, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, because a bit of a wake-up call that we, we've spoken a lot about playing for 80 minutes, you know? Mm. And I think on the weekend, we probably played for the first 40 and the last 15. But if if we can string together a... A solid 80. A, yeah. You know, it would be dangerous. I think would be unstoppable. I really do. I, not, I think not unstoppable, but pretty decent. Well, you know, I, I think when you look at where we are, I can't. And just when you look at, at how good we play when we're playing well, mm. you know, that first half. If you look at the first half against the Cheetahs, and then you go, how on earth are we? You know, in the bottom three of the table, second to last. Yeah. So yeah. we we shouldn't be there if we're capable of playing like that. Yeah. And I think I hope now that that's the start of you know the second half of the season, and actually we go on and and do something quite exciting in the second half of the season. If we can continue to play like that, um, you know we will rise up the table rapidly, you know, really really quickly. So yeah, so on the whole. I thought it was when we were playing well, we were really, really good, but we just took our foot off the gas for a couple of minutes in the second half, and and that 
really, really hurt us. So, yeah. So that was that one. So before we come on to the uh, game for the weekend, the Boxing Day game against the Ospreys, let's have a little chat about last night. So let's have a chat about last night's game then. So Scarlet 18s away in Cardiff on Cardiff Arms Park. So first time playing in Cardiff Arms Park. For yeah. You. Yeah. What 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 did you think of it? What did you think of the pitch? Oh, the pitch was quite nice actually. Probably the best 4G pitch I've played on. Mm. Bit concerned with the stadium design. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite it's not quite Parker Scarlet's in terms of design. There's um Players' entrance was the same as the fans' entrance, so I can imagine on an actual game day that could get quite hectic. Mm. So, yeah, we were. Our change room was uh, a bit pushed off to the side, <laughs> sort of thing. I think so, though you're used to you know being at the park, being at, at Scarlets, yeah, and fair play to to the Scarlets. You usually play your home games on. The main pitch, yeah, Park Scars, and you change in the same changing rooms as the seniors, yeah, you know, so you're treated as, as in the same way that the senior team are, mm. you know, and I think you, you, so yeah, you're kind of blessed a little like that. So I don't think Osprey's 18s play at the at no, I don't Swansea. think no, com. no, and Dragons don't play at the uh, at Rodney Parade. Play at Ashford Manach instead. Yeah. Just not really anywhere near Newport. Mm. And RGC do play on Park Areas. Yeah, last year, but it was on the last year it was on the four G pitch mm. uh, to the side of Park Areas. So not, not sure. actually on Park Areas. Yeah, not not sure how it's working this year. Could have just been a weather yeah. thing. I'm pretty sure um RGC had a home like the RGC first team had a home game the day before. So it might right. have just been given the pitch a rest. Right. But don't, yeah, don't know how it's working this year. So, you know, first experience of, of Cardiff Arms Park for you was, was quite, uh, you know, it was quite a nice thing yeah. to play on. And, and it's nice to play in the main stadium, though, isn't it? Yeah. But I will be honest. So It was a nightmare to get there. <laughs> it was. Getting into Cardiff at, at rush hour was, um, yeah, it was a bit insane, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was I, quite hard to miss the entrance as well. Yeah, all right. <laughs> It was right on the corner, and I kind of knew where it was, but it was dark, and I was focusing on the the, the traffic lights, and um, yeah, so I drove past, <laughs> I, t- I turned into Westgate Street, and then sat nav went and turned right again, and by the time I, I, it had gone turn right again, well, I was halfway down Westgate Street, so I had to do a U-turn in the middle of Westgate Street. Thankfully, it was quite quiet last night, but... Um, yeah, much easier to do when you're walking uh, oh, yeah. and on, on your way to a game. <laughs> but um, the weather last night as well was, uh, you know, for the second half in particular, the, oh, was the rain was just relentless. At at times, like usually on a on a a pitch on a, a grass pitch. If it's weather like that, you'll see pools of water forming yeah. as as it comes down. But you don't tend to see that on a 4G pitch because it's basically built on sand. So it all just soaks into the sand and it just goes straight through. Whereas last night, 
you could see little bits, little puddles forming on a 40 pitch. And I'm like, my God, that's that's how heavy that rain is. And you could hear it on the tin roof in the um in the stadium. And then after a while, you could hear it running off the tin roof in the stadium, which was a real shame because of the stadium design. The toilets are like right down the far end. So if you needed to go, you know, there was a long, old way to walk. But so, yes, conditions in the second half were atrocious, really, really bad. But the first half, what did you make of the first half? Oh, first half was quite good. Probably to do with the uh, conditions, it was it was quite dry. Well, mostly quite dry. Mm-hmm. We uh, managed to string a few phases together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, broke them down a few times, made a couple line breaks. All in all, quite decent. Yeah, I mean, I I thought the first ten minutes was very much, you know, back and forth. Yeah. Um, uh, as you would expect, two evenly matched teams, both sides trying to play rugby. You know, mm-hmm. they did have a couple of of uh, line breaks. I thought your um, forwards were absolutely oh, outstanding. Forwards were amazing. And, it, and it, when they broke a line, there was an offload. So yeah. Break a line offload. And there was a couple of sequences where... You know, it was offload and then offload again and then offload again. So, you know, you're going like three three or four offloads and 25, 30 metres, and then there was a ruck, you know, and mm-hmm. then the ball was out. So, you know, and the amount of line breaks that were developed between forwards and backs, because, again, your backs kept uh, your forwards kept popping up in between the backs, and, you know, that was very easy to offload to your second rows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both your second rows were superb last night, yeah. and they were running at tiny little centres, and then offloading, and you just thought, yeah, this is, you know, this is what we were missing last season. Mm-hmm. We, we were missing those big ball carriers. Um, so, yeah, how we ended up losing that game, I don't know. But when it was going well last night, it was going really, really well. Um, so about 15, 20 minutes in, was it? 17. 17 minutes. So you're not being picky. You're not being precise or anything, but 17 no. minutes in. Talk us through your try, fella. Oh, uh, well, okay. I was all, it was all backs. It was, um, it was off a slow ruck in the midfield, out to Steph, Steph to James. James had a nice looping pass over. Yeah. Uh, Harry caught it. Nice pop off to me. It was about, it was on, on the wing. Started on the halfway line, got the ball about two metres in front. Had a nice bit of space. Nice, uh, got around the uh, my winger, chip and chase over the fullback. And then, uh, yeah, beat everyone to the line. Mm. Had the ball sat up perfectly, pretty much stopped bang on the try line. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I could ever do another kick like that in my life, so... It, you know, watching it from the sidelines, it was one of those bits where you almost kind of imagine it going through, and you go, mm. "Oh, there's a chip!" Or if the ball just stops there, oh, the ball has just stopped there. And yeah. to be fair to you, mate, so you know, and it's it's difficult to do a pod like this, knowing that you know you're my boy, and and going, 
and, and not trying to go, oh, my boy's done this and my boy's done that, yeah? <clears throat> but your pace down the line, like you, you left everyone for dead. Mm. You know, genuinely, you were level with everyone when you chipped that ball, mm. yeah? So you turned their fullback so he couldn't get to you. So you yeah. had their winger chasing back from the inside and yeah. the other winger coming across. But then you also left your own inside players for dead as well. And you were a couple of metres clear by the time you got there. So, yeah, I was I was really chuffed for you because um, last year against Cardiff as well, down yeah. at, the, at the park. That, and that try was very fluky. <laughs> well, it got intercepted. You caught the ball. Well, no, on it, the was, half, it was a charge down. Yeah, half charge down. You caught the ball on the halfway line and just legged it to the line, but you yeah. still had to do the work and you, you know, you still had yeah. players coming across, you still had to outpace them. So, yeah, last night was it's quite nice seeing you because I know how fast you are and how strong you are and, and all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, don't get big headed now. Yeah, don't get big headed, but it's quite nice to actually see you running with the ball mm. because if we can do that more often. If we can put you in, you only need, you don't even need space. You just need five metres to run at a player. That is and, and you'll go through, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So to, like you say, it would have been really easy for any of those players inside you last night to just take the ball into contact. Mm. And they didn't. It was, right, let's work it to the wing. Mm. And the pass, you said James's pass to Harry, you know, that took out two key players. Yeah. And then Harry just straight past to you. That yeah. put I don't, you. I don't think he even took a step. It was literally catch, draw, yeah. pass. Yeah. That was quite good. Well, because he, so he'd drawn the outside centre. Yeah. And his pass to you effectively put you outside the, yeah. the winger. So the easy work there was done and you just had the full back and the covering defenders to, yeah. to beat. So yeah, uh, you know it was it was good to see you scoring a try, yeah. but I couldn't because it was it wasn't um, I wasn't around uh, any uh, like normally the whole family go up, which is you know there were whole families there last night like we yeah. used to at, at, at the park, <laughs> and it's quite funny because everybody's quiet, and then all of a sudden when when whoever they're there to support gets a ball, they'll be one section of the crowd going, oh, yes, come on, like this kind of... And you're like, whoa, there's... Whoa, what happened there, like, you know? But I was on my own, so when you score and everyone's going, oh, good try, good try, and inside I'm going, yes, my boy, come on! But I couldn't do anything. I had to sit there and be... And go, oh, yes, good try, good... I'll be honest, when you scored, I... Um, the Everyone was covering uh, yeah. inside. I couldn't see if it was you or... If the ball had bounced and somebody else had had got to it, it was only when they announced that you you had scored. I figured, oh, okay, you had got to it. So, so yeah, that was a good try, mate. It was a good try. But then Cardiff came straight back. Yeah, they had a another try then. And then the second half, you know, so you 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 went into half time at twelve eleven up. Yeah, there were probably two three opportunities. You yeah, know? it was more more conditions than anything. It was um, don't go making excuses. I know, it, was a, it was a few <laughs> balls that got knocked on. That <coughs> if they were held on, maybe like two or three phases later, would have scored. A few offloads if they would have gone to hand, it would have scored. 
sort of thing. So yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a frustrating game. Mm. And then uh, by the end, we were losing the kick in battle. So uh, it's a bit hard to regain momentum. And uh, mm. on they did Cardiff did kick very well off they, like they off out of hand off tee. Like mm. Harry, the Cardiff ten, mm. he. He seemed like he could just nudge it over from anywhere within our half. So it was... Well, I was watching him warming up, and he was missing kicks left, right, and centre when he was warming up. And I was like, oh, well, because you usually expect a couple of penalties with conditions like that. You'd normally expect a couple of penalties, and I was watching him, and he missed... He was practising kicks from the on the 22-yard line and missing them, and I'm like... Oh, this is easy. And then when you're in the game, when he starts taking kicks from the forty meter and the halfway line, and you're like, ah, he's no, and then it's over. And you're like, holy cow! So yeah. it's it was one of those things. But I think the the kicking out of hand, um, you know, in the second half, Cardiff didn't really try to play. You know, mm. they they made the most of the conditions, um, and they just put the ball into space. They didn't play outside the Scarlet's 22, and I think they only visited the Scarlet's 22 twice. Yeah. And they scored a they scored, try they scored and a penalty. Yeah. So, and that was a difference in the second half, you know, was the penalties. Um, that one try, which was a well-taken try, you know, yeah. but that came again from a penalty kick to the corner, a couple of bits and bobs, then there was some play, and then you know, over he went. But up until that point, defence was holding solid. They they didn't look like they were creating much. Mm. They didn't look like you were under a lot of pressure. They didn't put massive pressure on you. But when you boys were... The bit that frustrated me was you were gaining a lot of territory from box kicks. Yeah, They, they couldn't defend box kicks for Toffee last night. And then, so we'd go box kick and they'd knock it on or whatever. And that's both sides of the park. It was your side yeah. and, and the other wing, you know. And then, so we'd, ha- we'd have the ball back. And then instead of box kicking again, which I'm not a fan of the box kick, but it was working oh, last I am, night. I am, I am well, not a fan of the box kick. You, yeah, you, that's your... <laughs> I get to do on a rainy day. <laughs> but, you know, it was paying dividends. But then we tried to go back to play the fancy offload game. Mm. And the ball was just, yeah. you know... I can't remember in the second half any point where we put more than two passes together without the ball, you know, being lost somewhere. And that's no criticism of the players because, say, it was horrendous. It's more playing the conditions. Yeah. And I think that's a, a good learning curve for you guys to go back with and just go, you know, at some point, we, you know, this is where we were winning the game. Mm. And. This is where Cardiff won the game. You know, tactically, Cardiff won that game by hoofing the ball 50-odd metres. Yeah. Um, whereas we were still trying to play that exciting Fiji style of rugby where we were offloading and, you know, trying to do the fancy bit. So, yeah, you know, full credit to the boys for trying to stick with it and play that. But we should have won that game comfortably last night. What I will say... What I will say is we brought on um, Fraser, Fraser Jones, um, with 10, 15 minutes to go. 
And he has got one hell of a boot on him. He, he was hoofing it 22 to 22 on the yeah. arm spot. You know, look, that's, that's a that's big a, pitch. Yeah. And he was quite comfortably hoofing it 22 to 22. And it was like watching a pro kick the ball. It really mm-hmm. was. And Absolutely. I've been impressed with him at Slandubri. Um I think is he, he's a strong runner. Mm-hmm. So just so everyone knows, you, you played in the centre with um, Fraser at Narbeth. Yeah. So, and um, so you know how strong a runner he is at the centre mm-hmm. and having you and him run at people used to cause havoc. Um, so seeing him switch to 10 or switch back to 10 and then, you know, we know what he can do with, with ball in hand. He's, he's mm. a really, really strong runner. But seeing him kick last night, I thought of all of all the times for him to be on the pitch, that, that was the time for him to be on the pitch, mm. you know, because he was just ping, gone, ping, gone, ping. Yeah. And, and that's what you needed. So, but, so who, who was the guy playing outside half? So you, um, Steph Jack. Steph Jack. So, you know, he's a really, dynamic player mm. um puts defenses under a lot of pressure lovely set of hands um quite a strong runner as well he he, he, he committed the their back row and there was a lot made of their back row because you had harry bed or back and this that and the other and they did have a big back row yeah but you know he was running into their back row and they weren't doing anything with him and our back row last night were Fantastic, mm. you know. So who who were our two flankers last night? Uh, Tian and Keanu. Tian and Keanu. So and Tian had to go on the wing as well and managed to beat about four defenders in one run. <laughs> he's coming well, for my position. Our who was open side? Which uh, one played open? I think it was Keanu. Right, because his work rate um, last night was, uh, you know. Absolutely superb. The amount of times where he'd be down up over, down up over, down up over, and you're looking at it and you're going like, you know, he can't, you can't play the whole game that way. You know, he the he just hasn't got the gas in the tank to do it, and he absolutely did. Mm. You know, and the the other flanker um would, uh, Kian, is it? Tian, Tian, you know, his tackling, he was chasing backs down. I'm, mm. I'm putting backs yeah, down, quick. you know, solidly all through the game. And it just didn't give Cardiff any ground to go forward with, which unfortunately meant that they kicked. And that's where they, they won yeah. the game because they just hoofed the ball into our 22 and then we'd knock it on and we gave them, you know, places yeah. to go. So they did with their kicking game as well. They did stick us like right, um, right down next to the touchline where it's a hard angle to get distance. Mm. So it was. It was Long kicking and smart kicking that pretty mm. much won Cardiff the game. So you've got a nice little break now over Christmas, but you know, you're still training with the 18s over mm. Christmas, I'm assuming. Yeah. So um, this is good now. See, this is what people don't realize um, is so we, we live about an hour and 15 away from Parker Scarlet's uh, and all the trainings that are Parker Scarlet's or CSG. And you see your academy as well, so you do additional training with academy, and you do training with with this that, and the other. So, like last year, when you uh, were learning to drive, um, you it was like 
we we were up and down the M4 and up past Kamalin, yeah. you know, constantly. And uh, it's it's a full old... Because you're there for like three hours and there's no point in like coming back and then going up. Mm. She's sitting there in Slethley and there's only so many times I want to say to mum, go to Primark. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. um, your sister would just... She'd live in Primark if she was given the chance. But it it takes a lot of commitment to go and do that kind of um, thing from a family point of view. So this year, she bust your shoulder at the uh, earlier part of the year, dislocated mm-hmm. your shoulders. You couldn't drive then. So you're only just getting back into driving yourself back and forth. So now it's lovely. I don't have to worry about any of your training or any of this, that and the other. No, no 4.30 wake-ups. <laughs> so to get to him... So just so, so people know, because we do, you know, we don't really know <coughs> what academy training is like. So your academy training last Friday and Saturday was at so the... it's seven o'clock gym, uh, seven o'clock gym at Parker Scarlets. So, so I mean, but you had to be there at quarter two. I had to be there six forty-five for it was like essentially a warm up. Yeah, because it's morning and people's muscles aren't aren't that stretched. So that means leaving home at. 5.30 at the latest. Yeah. So that means getting up at... Between 4.30 and 4.45. <laughs> to go training. Yeah. Like, so coming coming back at like... So then skills is normally like 9 till 10, 9 till half 10. Mm. So it means I'm coming back at 11 o'clock. And... I'm already. I'm, I'm. I've been awake for six, six and a half hours, and I'm ready to go back to bed. Because normally, normally on the weekend, you normally I'm up not at, up by then. Yeah, I'm normally. <laughs> I normally wake up at midday at the earliest, and I'm, I'm pretty much ready to go back to sleep at six o'clock at night. So, I <laughs> sounds like being I a know. teenager, isn't it, mate? So, anyway, so there's a there's a couple of training sessions over um, Christmas, and when's the next game? Uh, January fourth, which is is um dragons at the park. Dragons at the park. So that'll be just after uh New Year's Day is Blues so, at the uh, so Cardiff at the park, isn't it? Yeah. So that'll be a nice kind of week to yeah. to be at the park, won't so, it? Yeah, January fourth is also enough time to uh lose the Christmas weight. Yeah. So um yeah, we'll do a, a little bit more before then which would be quite nice. So, uh, okay, so let's finish off then with uh, this week's game, which is Boxing Day game, um, Scarlets against Ospreys. So, yeah, Ospreys away, Boxing Day. Um, so we've had two really good, we've had two bonus point wins in Europe. Um Ospreys have had a, a a bad loss and a good win. Uh, and to be fair, their game last Saturday against Montpellier, you know, I thought Montpellier took them lightly um, and were just expecting to walk away with that game. It, it didn't look like they were really up for it. But Ospreys played them off the park and just didn't let them get anywhere. Whereas we've been running in tries left, right and centre. We've probably left two or three tries on the park um, in each game we've played. 
um, and our defence has really, really improved. So what are your expectations for this weekend? I don't really know, because obviously our attack's been a lot better in the last two games, but I say the Ospreys' defence is probably stronger than that of Cheetahs, especially. Mm. So it would be a It'd be nice to see if our defense, if our, if our attack can still function against the good quality defense. Hmm. So, yeah, that'll probably, that'll really show if um, if we're ready to compete at the top again. Yeah, and I think if you consider that first game of the season, where it was a draw. It, yeah, it was a draw. We should have won that game mm. again quite comfortably because there were a couple of. Uh, a couple of line breaks there, a couple of opportunities that we should have probably converted. And Tipperick should have been sent off. Don't care what the Osprey say. Tipperick should have been sent off. He should have had a yellow card. Um, and how, I think Costello got yellow carded in that oh, one yeah. as well for farting in the wrong direction. Um, so, you know, oh no, that was the one where Costello was genuine. It was a tip tackle in the side of a ruck, wasn't it? He tipped him in the side of a ruck. I can't remember. Yeah, it comes back to me now. It was the game after. It was the Ulster game where he barely touched him. Anyway, yeah, I Osprey's defence against Scarlet Attack it, it will kind of cancel each other out. I can definitely see us putting a couple of tries past them again. Mm. Um, Hopefully, you know, uh, Ryan Combi will get another hat trick. Yeah, well, you know, Combi has been playing really, really well. Yeah, he's been scoring for fun. Yeah, and he just seems, you know, the boy's powerful. He's a really, really strong, powerful runner. He's quick, he's aggressive, Um, you know, he's worked on his defence in the air, Mm. um, and that has improved massively now. Um, So, yeah, uh, it just feels like... We're going in the right direction. It feels like everything's starting to come together. But this is a, you know, it's a, a local derby from two sides. You know, neither of us have had a great start to the season in yeah. the URC. Ospreys so, have had a slightly better start. I say um, they're, what, one place ahead of us? Yeah, they've only won two games, though, haven't they? Yeah. No, and, I'm pretty sure that was against, no, one of them was against Zebra, wasn't it? Yeah, well, no, that was us. <laughs> Well, our only win is against Zebra, yeah. and I think they've had one win and two draws. Mm. You know, so and that draw was against us, and and some. So they're not that far ahead of us in the league, um, but our try scoring has been quite a bit ahead of the Ospreys. Mm. You know, uh, and I think that's a bit that separated us from them as being our ability to score tries. We went through a little bit of a dodgy patch. Against Connaught, um, where we just we'd forgotten how to score tries, but it feels like we're back now, and that confidence is there. So, it really depends on whether our attack can outsmart their defence, and whether their defence can outsmart our attack. Whether those two cancel each other out, and then it comes down to, you know, our defence. How much is our defence improved? Against, have they developed any sort of attack mm. other than a kick chase? You know, so it's a really, really interesting game to watch. It's going to be 
you know, I'm guessing at least two or three yellow cards, at least, yeah. just because it's uh, a feisty uh, one. It's yeah, it is going to be a a bit of a crazy game. Um, and I hope we get. I was saying on on um, on my other podcast, on the rap podcast, that you know when we play that game at um, Parker Scarlets, the the game every time the festive game is played there, it's sold out comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 14,000 uh, people there. And you just for that game, you could probably add another three or 4,000 comfortably for that game. So Osprey's, you know, I think the Osprey Stadium is 23,000 um, capacity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they should be looking at being 50% full quite comfortably and probably more. You know, that should be, of all the games where you aim to fill the stadium, that's got to be one of them. So it'll be good to see a good crowd. It'll be good to see a um, a decent game. You and I won't be there. Mm. We'll be sat at home watching because we've got your pantomime. sister's pantomime. There's <laughs> <laughs> something to laugh about. The, the conversation, just so everyone knows, the conversation around that, went something like this so um so my wife said so i've got tickets we're, we're going to go and see the pantomime on boxing day so, and my instant reaction was no <laughs> at, at which point my wife looked at me with with eyes that could have split me in two at the time and i went oh is it the early one or the late one i said it's the early one the two o'clock performance so i had a quick look on um on the phone while while she was standing there giving me evil eyes and i went oh yeah yeah that's that's fine we'll be back by court past five won't we yeah yeah okay yeah that's fine yeah love to go <laughs> so it just means that we can't go up to the game but we will be yeah. back to watch it so we'll miss the uh the cardiff dragons game but i'm sure we'll have that recorded it is Cardiff Dragons. Yeah, who really cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what are you? What's your score prediction then for for this weekend? It's either going to be like twenty one fourteen, or it's going to be a mad like both scoring thirty points, both mm. teams score thirty points sort of game. I'm I'm not really sure which. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean is you don't want to put your? I don't I don't want to. Do anything just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for a, a, a Scarlet's win by 10 points just because I, th- I think we've got it in us. I really do. I would love to see us put them to the sword. I would love to see them come being all cocky and amazing and look at us. And, you know, first 10, 15 minutes, we blow them away. We put three tries on them and then we spend the rest of the game chasing that. You know, fourth one and the fifth one and the sixth one. I I would love to see that. I can't see it happening. I think it'll, like I say, I think it'll be quite tight and aggressive up front. Um, but I think the way our forwards have been playing the last couple of games, we will only get better and better as we go. The 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 battle I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, I'm looking forward to Costello against Owen Williams. I think that's mm. a, a a good one. I reckon Costa will have that. Um, I'm looking forward to McLeod against Morgan because you know Josh McLeod showed Morgan 
this this is how you be a superb number seven, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, a a good one. And then um whoever's at number eight, you know, Morgan Morris has been playing really well for the Ospreys at number eight of late. So whichever one of our six players that can play at number eight, it'll be good to see. I hope Blade Thompson um gets it. I th- I'd, yeah. I'd love to see Fafita at six and um, Calmafoni and Lousy in the second row, Blake Thompson at eight, and then McLeod. I think that's a really strong uh, back five um, with then, you know, the Price Boys to come on after that, maybe Dan Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a, a cracker of a game, um, a belter of a game, and then we've got the Cardiff and then the Dragons after that. So yes, it's all kind of coming good. And if we can get through the the festive period with a couple of wins and a couple of bonus points, you know, all of a sudden we're in the top half of the table and we're looking good ready for the second half of the season. So fingers crossed, that's where we are. That's what we're doing. And that's that's pretty much done for today, mate. So um Pleasure having you on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> Which makes a change. <laughs> oh, when your mum finds out that this is what we did all afternoon, instead instead of cleaning the house ready for Christmas, one of us is in trouble, mate. Bless you. <laughs> so, uh, y'all, um, all the best for the rest of the season, mate. And um, for everybody else uh, listening, Martin, I uh, uh, I hope things are okay, mate. Give us a shout. Let us know how things are going, and I hope everybody else has a really good Christmas. And enjoy your rugby. All the best. You have been listening to the Westerer is Besterer podcast from the Scarlet Supporters PEMS team. You can follow us on Twitter on Scarlet PEMS. Find us on Facebook with Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire or email us on scarletspems at gmail.com. And remember, West is best, but Westerer is besterer. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.